pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there, and welcome along to another Big Rap Show Podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping the best out there in podcast land. And yes, you may have guessed it. This week, we have a specialist podcast for you. One that we have been promising you for quite some time. And one, to be honest, took a serious amount of time to put together. So we hope you managed to enjoy this week's podcast. We have a lot to get into, so it's a massive topic area. But before we do, we have to give a shout out to our patrons. Shout out goes to... LoneStarPiper.com, Harris Kilts, Source Bagpipes, and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome! Yes! Yes, you are. Thank you so much for clicking that support button on our Patreon page. Uh, for each and every click of support, you really do help support the show. And uh, if you do so wish, uh, wherever you're listening to this, if you would like to help support us, you can do. Just head along to our Patreon page, click on that support button, and you can get little bits of extra content and stuff for yeah, for as little as a price of coffee per month. You get extra little bits of content. So... There are no listener mail this week. We normally start off each podcast with a bit of listener mail. And I expect that there will be quite a bit of listener mail after this week's episode. So, I do have to stress, bear with us. We do hope to answer all of your questions and queries and all of that. And even bring a lot of your uh, questions and stuff here to the podcast. So, if you have any commentary on this episode or anything that we're talking about on this week's uh, Rab Show podcast then please do mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, there are a couple of prerequisites that I need to put in here before we start talking about this massive topic. It is absolutely huge. Now, I cannot stress how big a thing judging is in our piping world. Essentially, what we're competing at is competitive art. So let's say you were to run into an arena with an easel and a set of paints. And then you were to start painting stuff with a crowd watching you and then a judge standing beside you with a clipboard. That's essentially what we're doing here. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, competing at competitive art. So, you know, it's the age-old argument, one man's art is another man's trash. Yeah, this is what we're going to get into. A lot of people say that our judging system works and it's great. And, yeah, it's all guns blazing. It's fantastic. But... There are overwhelmingly a large majority of people who says that our judging system is broken and it doesn't work. So that's what we want to talk about here on the podcast. So before we get into things, we have to stress that the supporters of the Big Rab Show podcast are Patreon supporters plus our sponsor, G1 Reads. These are not the views of any of our associate sponsors. Okay, so I'll put that out there now. This is the views and everything reflected from you guys, the listening folk. As soon as I started even mentioning, judging, you guys started mailing in in your droves. And yeah, the emails about the judging topic in general have been (sighs) crazy. 
And I think that's what's kind of slowed down the process of putting this show together, is that there are so many views on this topic. It's, yeah, it'd make your head spin. So, we will do our best to try and address every point, every question that you guys have raised, and even some real genuine concerns about our judging. Yeah, we'll try to bring them all here on the podcast and try to address each one in turn. So, with that prerequisite out of the way... (laughs) these are not the views held by ourselves on the big rab show or that of our supporters uh our patreon people or you know our sponsors g1 yeah all associated views have been submitted by you guys the listening folk so essentially what we are doing is we are acting as your voice and the very fact that i need to prerequisite the entire podcast with that disclaimer should tell you something And if anything, I feel it does. I have it here on my show notes. Why should we prerequisite this? (laughs) I have it here in black and white in front of me in paper. Why should I need to prerequisite this? Well, this is the big thing. There is a massive fear out there in the piping world that pipers and drummers involved in our competitive scene are terrified to talk about this. Everybody who's emailed questions, everyone who has passed any kind of commentary on this topic has told me in no uncertain terms to keep it anonymous. They've told me, here's this story that I want to tell. In fact, I need to tell this story. Someone needs to hear about it. But please keep our names out of it. So... For that very fact, I decided, yeah, we have to put a prerequisite on this. We have to put a disclaimer at the start. But I still want to reflect your views. Very clearly, there is a problem and we need to talk about it. So that is all by way of introduction. Dang, nearly five and a half minutes worth of an introduction (laughs) before we actually started talking about anything. So for those of you who are not involved in the competitive scene and may be involved in service bands, road bands, or even in the Celtic and folk music scene, this would make your head scratch with just complete puzzlement. So what the heck am I talking about? Why is there such a huge problem in judging? Why has this got everybody talking behind closed doors? Well, essentially what we are doing is competing at Art. Like I've said this before, some people see it as an art form, which I believe it is, but other people see it as a tradition. You're actively competing at how you know close to the tradition you can be, and that doesn't make sense. But essentially, that's what it is. We are competing at a traditional art form, and we are trying to display our respect for the tradition as well as trying to be artistic and progressive. And... Yeah, one judge's opinion over another judge can make the difference between success and complete abject failure. Now, all of us in the piping world, we love what we do. We love our music. We love that just blood-turning sound that the Highland bagpipe can make. It's indescribable. It's something that is just in your blood. It's in your being. So to be active in the piping world is to be alive essentially. So whenever you are preparing for a competition and you're giving it your all and you're trying to strive for excellence, whenever you have a judge with a clipboard who very wickedly cuts you down with a pen and yeah, it can really take the wind out of your sails. So you can understand why people can get quite emotional about this topic. 
you can work furiously away for 12 months of the year trying to strive for excellence, trying to get there to that pinnacle of the top and to have a judge with a pen cut you below the knees. Now, I think one of the biggest things that I wanted to address straight off the back is transparency. It's a big word that has a lot associated with it. And a lot of you guys out there who've emailed the show, that seems to be top of the list. Transparency. What I mean by transparency is, whenever you're in the arena and you're competing, a judge compiles your performance on a sheet. They basically write down their thoughts of your performance throughout your performance. So, as they're listening to you, they're taking notes. Whoops, we slip in the march there. Mm, I can hear your maybe your Fs are going a bit off there. Drones are wavering a bit, etc., etc., etc. A judge uses this critique sheet to place you then in a pecking order of bands that they've heard already. And they then put you in order of preference. So, a lot of people have argued, then why not publish the critique sheets? Now... For all of us, we all know that we get the overall sheets at the end of every every competition. We get to see the pecking order of where every band came. So us here in the Rab Show, of course, we go through it every week. Um, as the competition ends and the overall sheets are published, we then study these sheets and find out where each band placed in whatever kind of discipline. So be it piping, drumming or ensemble. We look at every single part of it and... Yeah, what we have noticed throughout the 2018 season specifically is that there has been huge disparities in the results. Judges now have an option, according to the rulebook, which was passed there just this past winter in 2017, that judges were allowed to talk about performances. They weren't allowed to talk about placings, however, but they were allowed to talk about what they just heard. So, for instance, you have two piping judges at a major championship. One piping judge can be standing at one half of the band while the other judge stands at the other. Now, left and right. So essentially, some of these bands nowadays, especially in grade one, are huge. It's far too big a band for just one person to get the full overall sound. So, yeah, the two piping judge system that we've had now for a good number of years has seemed to work. Uh, But over this last number of months over this past season we have seen like possibly it's not working as well as it should because we have uh, for instance i keep quoting this result to people but it still boggles my head there was one band in particular who had a first place in piping and then the other judge had them 11th now that's that's just huge imagine being in that band that you would be going home to your band hall on Monday night band practice, and you'd be thinking, well, did we win it on piping, or did we lose it? Were we way down in 11th place? Now, when I talk about transparency, people are asking for judges then to publish their critique sheets. Make their notes public. Now, I'm all for transparency whenever it comes to the overall critique sheets, uh, whenever it comes to your pecking order. So, It gives us on the show loads to talk about so we can get to see uh, where any particular band on the weekend, where they placed. But as far as getting individual critiques of a band's performance, talking about their chanters maybe going off a bit, maybe their introduction wasn't too solid, uh, integration of the snares here wasn't great, 
stuff like that i think that's really individual i'm not entirely sure if those sheets should be made public they are given to the band themselves so after you finish your performance you go and you collect your sheets i think there's the old thing that the guys at the chant around podcast they do uh hashtag playing for sheets you know you're not going to win but you're going to get those critique sheets at the end of the day and it gives you something to work on so There has been a large argument by you guys out there in the piping world saying that they should publish these sheets, be it online, somewhere, I don't know, even post it on social media or something. I really don't know. I believe that may not be the correct way to go. Now, that's my own opinion. Through my research here, um, I do think that sometimes these critique sheets can be really individual they can be really kind of pointing fingers at people i've actually had a look through my old drumming sheets whenever i was a lead drummer of the quinn memorial at the time and that went as far as the the drumming judge at the time actually went out as far as pinpointing people in the drum corps who were making mistakes or little errors and things and to make those kind of sheets and that that kind of information public i think would be a double-edged sword Yeah, it would be great and it would be positive to see how other bands out there are doing. And I get to see that other bands maybe are experiencing problems in similar areas than what you're doing. I get that. But it also can be used for ridicule. It could be be able to point fingers and laugh at people. You know, it's a horrible thing, but it could happen. So whenever we talk about transparency, whenever we go to be talking about publishing the critique sheets, I don't know... I would err on the side of caution on that one. I'm not entirely convinced. Now, there has been another topic around the judging front. Now, I'm sure (laughs) you guys in the Celtic music scene and folk music scene, uh, this is completely alien to you. Now, I know we have a lot of people listening to this who are just involved in the folk music scene and uh, have complete musical freedom. But... We don't have it in the pipe band world. Now, why does that make... Why is there a difference between the competitive world and the folk music world? I don't know. The two worlds at the minute are blurring. We are seeing a crossover between the folk music and Celtic scene and the pipe pipe band scene at the moment, which is happening. For instance, we just had Field Marshal Montgomery lift our world championship this year playing a tune by Fred Morrison. The hard drive set of, of course, I've called it my dancing set. There has been other bands as well playing tunes by Ross Ainsley, Ali Hutton, all these great Celtic you know, musicians. And they're bringing it to the pipe band world. And if anything, I think it adds a lot to it. You know, I think it's only for the better. We're pushing our music forward. We're forward looking as well as being respectful to the medium. Now, this is the topic I wanted to bring up next. Yeah, judges can be critical of tune selection. Now, this has been something that you guys out there also have raised as a massive topic. Judges being critical of tune selection. Now, essentially what we should be doing is you should have a judge who is marking you specifically on your performance. They should take it from them opening rolls to hit that opening E. Then what happens? You know, they're marking you in your technique, your sound, your playing. They shouldn't be marking you on the actual tune that you play. Believe it or not, that's actually in the rules. Judges should actually mark you on your performance, whether it was good, bad, terrible, or otherwise. <laughs> they shouldn't really be passing comment whether they like the tune or whether they don't. It's how the tune is performed. So, 
in light of that, bands like Toronto Police back in the day, whenever they started, and do you remember that world-famous medley they played where they threw the drum pads up onto the snare line and played the whole first part of the opening march on drum pads? Why not? There has been other bands as well, um, I think namely uh, Shots and Dykehead, they done the big turnout, which is another thing that other people always seem to talk about, the big turnout, but they turned to face the audience. There was also a lot of talk about various different tune selections, about introducing Peabrook into pipe bands, and as well as what I was just talking about, bringing in modern day piping tunes, the likes of stuff from Grands from Ali Hutton and stuff like that. A lot of judges can be very traditionalist in their views and think you're, if you're not playing an MSR, you're not playing music. And a lot of judges can also be very forward-facing. So if you march in and play a lot of traditional tunes, they could maybe mark you down for not being forward-facing. Now, should that happen? In my opinion, and us here in the Rab Show, honestly, I don't think it should They should mark you on your performance only and not that of your tune selection. So even if you pick a slow air that you think is awesome but that judge doesn't like, should they mark you down as a result? What happens if you go in and you play a slow air or a straspe that you guys love and you can play really, really well but the judge doesn't like it and marks you down? Now, with that in mind, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The one that you guys have been messaging in again is whenever it comes to major championships the first thing you look at is not the order in which you play sometimes people think the draw is very important which it is to a degree but the most important thing that you guys look at is the judging panel you look to see who will be there in that ring with a clipboard Now, as you guys know, the judging panels for all major championships are announced well ahead of time before you actually hit the grass. So, a lot of bands actually tailor their performances to suit. Why? Why is the big question. A lot of guys out there know the judges and they know their associated tastes. They know some judges in particular would prefer a more traditional repertoire. There are those judges out there who are, yes, I'll say it, they are kind of set in their ways. They know what they like and they know what they don't like. So if you go in there playing a tune by Lincoln Hilton with four parts harmonies and fingers flying like lightning, yes, it's impressive. It sounds awesome. But to that one particular judge, maybe it's just not for them. You know, they would rather have you play in a 2-4 march. So, with that in mind, I know a lot of bands and you guys out there have been saying this. You normally do wait, essentially, to finalise your sets, your scores. You wait until you finalise everything once the judging panel has been announced. And of course, the one that everybody is looking for is the world's. World's judging selection basically affects your entire competitive season. Now, with that in mind, that means that everyone in the competitive scene is playing a bit of a dangerous game. You are essentially gearing your entire season round to one championship, which leaves things open for failure. You can spend all season playing the set that you have picked for Worlds, but you can play it at the European, you can play it at the Scottish, the UK's, and fall flat in its face. Now, do we think that's what's happened to Field Marshal this year? Field Marshal Montgomery went all season. 
They played an entire season from start to end, didn't win a championship. However, lifted one drumming title, and here they are. They lifted the big one in Glasgow. Now, do we think that that's what happens? I would kind of disagree. This season has been madly open. It's been crazy. I honestly don't think uh, Field Marshall have tailored any kind of sets for the World Championships. It has been suggested by you guys that bands do specifically tailor their sets to do that. But in this case, Field Marshal were playing that hard drive medley last season. They were also playing, is it the Braves of Badenoch, uh, MSR? They were playing that last season as well. So nothing really changed in there. So, I don't know. I would argue that point. But, yeah, it is something that happens. And honestly, I think it shouldn't happen. Now, is this something our judging panel should look at? I think, honestly, yes. Judges are judging on tune selection rather than actual performance. Which is very, very sad, to be honest, in my own opinion. Now, there has been another elephant in the room (laughs) that I'm kind of reluctant to bring up. Now, this has been pretty dicey, to be honest, but it's on the lips of everyone. And that is judges who have financial interests. What I mean by that is judges who are in the circle with a clipboard but have a business. They sell pipe band products. So be it pipes, chanters, drums, uniforms, capes, brogues, whatever. If you are involved in pipe band businesses or products of any kind, do you have credibility when standing in that ring with a clipboard? If a judge is standing in that ring with a clipboard, you need to have basically total, uh, what's the word, integrity, I suppose. You need to be able to stand over any result that you award. So, if you are seen to be selling pipe band products and everything, you open yourself up to, yeah, second guesses. Guess what I'm trying to say? There are judges out there in our piping world right now who are selling pipe band products to you guys. The piping folk. They're selling uniforms, drums, pipes. If you name it, they're selling it. And I'm not going to name names. But they are selling pipe band related products. And they are also involved in our judging scene. Now this is dangerous. Because effectively what they could do is they could go into an arena, judge a band on its performance... And put them top of the pile. Because they have bought a certain product. Now. I am very reluctant to say that that actually happens. A lot of you guys are convinced that it does. I would actually say that. There is nothing open out there to prove it. That's the problem. We are absolutely terrified to talk about the problem to begin with. That we can't address it. We can't actually say. You know. You sell products, you have a financial interest, so if bands that you're selling to does well, then clearly it's good for business. So, should that happen in our piping world? I will tell you right now, no, it should not happen. And if anything, I would question if judges are in that circle with a clipboard as well, uh, yeah, as a checkbook in their back pocket. Very, very sketchy stuff. Now, I am not for one minute, please don't get it twisted, I am not accusing any of our judges of doing this. 
All right. I am quite aware that us in the piping world, it's a small world. We are a very small, tight-knit community. And, yeah, we all need to make a living, you know. And, yeah, a lot of you guys out there are fortunate enough to be able to, yeah, make a living from pipe bands, which is just simply incredible. It is absolutely, yeah, that should be treated with something that is you know, <laughs> just incredible. Do you know what I mean? A lot of us don't make money from this. A lot of us actually just volunteer our time, money, all of that. And yeah, we get nothing back. All the only thing we get back really is the sheer pleasure of being able to compete. So it's very sketchy ground whenever a judge walks into an arena with a clipboard, but knowing who they've sold products to or, you know, I'm not saying that backroom deals happen. You know, that's getting completely into tinfoil hat (laughs) conspiracy theorists kind of thing, kind of territory. Uh, But I am definitely not going to go there. But I do believe that if you are a judge of any kind, be you piping, drumming, ensemble, whatever kind of judge in our piping world, if you are involved in pipe band business, if you have that interest in selling products to us, the piping folk, then I don't think that you can be a judge. That's my own opinion. Uh, We have talked about it at great length here on the Rab Show team. We've talked and talked and talked about it and how we could possibly address this. And this is how we're addressing it. You guys out there have mailed us in and you have told us your feelings on this topic. Unfortunately, you guys name names. We are not in a position to name names. We do not want to point fingers because essentially, what we have to go on is hearsay. We have to go on what you guys are telling us. Whether it's accurate or not, we're not certain. And that's the thing. We cannot, you know, actively <laughs> promote essentially what could be a conspiracy theory. So, this is a huge problem. Now, am I saying this that judges who are involved in business shouldn't be judges? Hmm. <laughs> That's a difficult one. I, I did say that, yeah, it'll be very difficult for them. I don't think it should happen. But that's not to say the judges who sell pipe band products cannot also act as very, you know, amazing judges with integrity, with, you know, real knowledge and skill and forethought and all of that. You know, some of our judges out there can be absolutely incredible. So if they sell pipe band related products, then what of it? So there is, it's a very strange grey area. Very strange grey area. Now, for everyone out there who has constantly emailed us about this topic, I did want to address it before I went and got myself a cup of tea for topic of the week. (laughs) Yeah, judges who have financial interests in the piping world is nothing new. There is the well-publicized story that everybody out there is very well aware of. And uh, again, it's not actively talked about in the piping world. And that is shepherds. Yes, I named them. Everyone knows about that situation at the time. Everyone who played a shepherd chanter and was judged by a shepherd seemed to do very well. Now, whether that was the case or not, I don't know. There does appear to be some evidence of it, not going to lie, but 
at the time, it was all talked about. It was all settled. It was all sorted out. So there we have it. So why is this continuing to raise its head? Because we still have judges in the circle who are involved in selling products. And a lot of you guys aren't happy about it. Now, as I've said at the very beginning, I am acting as your voice box. You know, you guys out there who want to remain anonymous and are absolutely, frankly, you're absolutely terrified to go and talk to your associations about this. Now, that's why we're bringing it here to the podcast. Now, these views are controversial, but I have to stress, these are views that are held by those in the piping world. A lot of you guys out there are talking about this judging thing, and this is one of the things that they're really concerned about. They're concerned about judges out there with financial interests in the piping world. You're also concerned about judges who judge on tune selection. You're also concerned about judges in general. (laughs) This is just such a massive topic area. It's ridiculous. So, up until now, you're approximately about 30 minutes into the podcast, and I'm sure that I've probably offended at least half of my listening audience. But... For the other half of the listening audience who are listening right now, I really hope that I've managed to address some of your concerns. And also, I would encourage you, if you have any commentary of any potential problems you see with our judging, please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Please do get in contact with us. Now, as I said, this podcast, I'm sure, will be controversial at best, and will start a lot of people talking about our judging way of life here on the competitive scene so yeah i do expect a lot of meal but you know what it's time for me to go and have a big cup of tea it's time for the topic of the week the harris kilt company 150 sandy row belfast offering high quality garments with unique styles enough to cover any wedding formal event or even pipe band competition They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the USA for over 10 years Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes Including Henderson and Celtic theme lines of kilts, doublets and bespoke Highland wear Like sparns and cap badges LoneStarPiper.com Also offers tailored payment plans for any set of bagpipes If your drum corps needs a new look they can help you with a full custom design from Adanti Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry or getting that true, unique look for your band, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan. 
to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bike Pipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebackpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. That was a shout out there to our patrons. Those guys who have clicked that support button on our Patreon page. Thank you so much for clicking that support button. Yeah, every click does count and it really does help support what we do. Now, as much as we're talking about judging on this week's podcast, I need to tell you again, all views expressed on this podcast are that associated with you guys, the listening folk of the Big Rab Show podcast. It is not directly associated with any of our Patreon supporters or indeed our main sponsor, G1. All of these views are, yeah, essentially came from you guys through listener mail. So I have to stress that again, just in case anybody's getting lost in the conversation. Now, as I said, this week's podcast has been a labor of love, but it's also opened my eyes to a lot, a lot of problems in the competitive world, one of which is outright fear. Absolute terror. (laughs) Now I have to stress this. The amount of times I have tried to organise interviews. To get speaking to people. And everyone. Now I have to say. Everyone I've spoken to. Has said. What's this for? Oh this is for your podcast. Will you be broadcasting it out there? Will will people hear this? Yeah of course. People want to hear the answers to the big questions. And then as soon as that. I say yeah it's going out there. People want to hear it. They all run. They're terrified. Everyone goes, oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Can't do that. Can't do that. I'll chat to you, but no microphone. You know? So that's what's been happening. We've been trying to line up interviews with different people from around the piping world, from judges, from guys who work for the association themselves, from bands, men and women. And as soon as you mention, what are you going to be asking about? Oh, it's going to be about judging. Well, everyone then suddenly just gets terrified And just, yeah, puts the tail between their legs and runs the other way. Now, why does this happen? Why is everyone so scared to talk about judging? Essentially, (sighs) I don't know. It's just a, a crazy thing. It seems to be if anyone is seen to raise even the slightest concern about how judging works in our competitive world, then you run the risk of getting your head chopped off and... I don't know. It's just crazy. Now, from my experience, there has been annual general meetings from our RSPBA association here in the UK. And the judging issue has been raised before. It has been raised time and time again, in fact. And what happens is a band would send a representative to a meeting. That band would tell that guy or girl, that representative, tell them, hey, go to the meeting and tell them we've got a problem with judging And this is what we want to do to suggest as a possible fix, right? So that band would go, that little rep would put his hand up and say, "Uh, excuse me, mister, uh, we have a problem with judging and this is how we want to fix it, right? Then it goes to a vote. It goes to everyone in the room. Each band in that association should be represented by having a representative there. Each band in that association gets a vote, whether they think that's a good idea or a bad idea, and then it either stands or fails Based on that vote. Essentially, you guys out there have the power to affect change. However, 
the way the system works. If a band goes in there and puts their hands up and says, Hey, here, mister, I've got a problem with the way judging works. Then a wheel starts to turn. That band has its name recorded in the minutes as raising a problem with judging. It gets noted down who the rep was, who the band was, and what the problem was to begin with. Oh, here we go. We have this band and they're complaining about that. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Great. Now, if that motion gets voted through, then fine. But, essentially, that band's name is still recorded against that complaint. And if the motion fails, then even worse. That band's name is noted down against that complaint as well as it falling flat in its face. So, next time that band hits the arena, everyone's going to know. Oh, they're the boys who had the the problem with judging. And uh, here they are, standing in front of us now. And I have got a clipboard in my hand. Right, we'll just see what they think of this judging, eh? Not saying that that happens at all, (laughs) or prerequisite that. But it's true. Bands out there are absolutely petrified to talk about things, definitely to raise anything with the association for fear of reprisal. Bands are should be going to their AGM, and if they have problems with anything about our piping association, our competitive world at all, anything to do with it at all, they should be raising it at the association annual general meetings, and yeah, you know, putting their head above the parapet and saying, hey, we think this is broken and I think we need to fix it. And, yeah, that's the only way we can affect change. Now, it is very clear, very clear to us on The Rab Show that there is a clear problem with judging. You guys are so dissatisfied with the way the judging system works at the moment. But, are you doing anything about it? No, you're contacting us. You're contacting us here on The Rab Show. Lots and lots of emails with stories and general complaints. And look at this. We think this is wrong. And all of that. (laughs) It's coming our direction here on The Rab Show. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome to hear from you. But essentially it's going in the wrong direction. It should be aimed at our pipe band associations. The pipe band associations control everything that we do from organizing competitions to how they run to down to what that judge actually gets to put on his clipboard if the association tells that judge you're not allowed to talk about flat f's anymore then yeah he can't note that down anymore (laughs) that's how it works i know that's kind of ludicrous example but that's essentially what we're talking about here our pipe band association the music board the judging panel All of it is governed by its membership. And granted, those that are on the panel are selected by vote. They are not put on there just automatically. They are voted into position. So if you don't want them on the panel of the music board, the judging panel, or even at the head of your association, you have the power to get rid of them. Very simple. Go to these meetings, affect change. Granted, that will take a serious amount of bravery. Because what happens if a motion falls and your name is stuck in the minutes as raising that motion? Well, then there is that fear that come the big in then in Glasgow or any other major for that matter 
that, yeah, you could be seen as a possible target. Well, them boys spoke out about judging, did they? <laughs> Alright, we'll just see how many prizes they win this year. Stuff like that shouldn't happen. You know, that fear should not be there. But bands from experience, apparently, have experienced this in the past. Bands who have raised problems at AGMs before in the past have had a slap on the wrist from quite a number of people. Although, it's very difficult to prove. And that's the problem, I suppose. Anyway, as much as we're rambling on a topic, and as much as we're talking about our huge issue about judging, this seems to be the biggest one. As much as you boys out there, and girls, and pipe man, men's and women's out there, you want to affect change, essentially, it doesn't happen because all of the complaints and all of the topics to be raised aren't going to the right ears. All the ones at the top brass, you know, all of our guys at the head of our associations think everything is swimmingly. Everything's going great. Everything's brilliant. Everything's fantastic. We get to go in our big VIP tent in the world. We get to fill our face full of cucumber sandwiches and loads of free drink. And, um, (laughs) yeah, we think everything's rosy. But you guys are telling us a different story. Right. We managed to get one interview over this last... How long has it been now? Five months? Four or five months since we've been putting this podcast together. And I'm very aware I'm going to have to do at least a part two or part three (laughs) going on this. Uh, We managed to get one interview. Now, this guy took a bit to get uh, pinned down, to be honest. He's an extremely busy man. Uh, But I have to say, I am so chuffed that I got the opportunity to go and speak to him about this topic. A lot of you guys out there. Listeners of the Rab Show podcast and even our live show on Fuse FM told us to go and speak to this person. That apparently this person has raised these issues about judging before at meetings. They went to these big AGM meetings and all the rest and have raised these big, big issues. And to some varying degrees of success and in others, some have fallen flat in their face. Of course, I managed to get talking to Mr. Winston Pollock. Winston Pollock, as you guys know, is... A very well-respected judge in the piping world. He's been involved in our piping scene for, I don't know, as long as I can remember. And yeah, has judged at world championships. He's been in that grade one arena trying to split hairs among the best bands in the world. Which, frankly, is a really difficult job. Now, this interview, I have to say, is all Winston Pollock's views. His... Yeah, I haven't really edited this much at all. I'm just putting it out there. Food for thought for you guys. And uh, yeah, as much as Winston Pollock is talking about our judging problem, I have to stress he is not a current judge. He is no longer there in the arena with the clipboard. So I guess, in a way, he can now talk freely about his experience of being an active judge in our piping scene at the Pinnacle. He's been in there in that grade one arena many times before. He has had a vast experience in our piping world. And I am so glad that I got the opportunity to talk to him. Um, So, yeah. Without further ado, guys. Here's a very interesting interview I managed to get with Mr. Winston Pollock. So, joining us on the podcast, we're talking about judging. And no better man could join us here. Mr. Winston Pollock, what about you, sir? I'm just grand. Um, (laughs) Delighted to be here. Delighted to talk about... The subject, yeah. because for 34 years I adjudicated, uh, decided to 
stop mm-hmm. because I didn't like some of the things that were happening. I see. So perhaps then, according to some of our listeners, you could be the ideal person to speak to uh, because we'd like to know your opinion on a lot of different topics around judging. And a lot of our listeners actually suggested that we speak to you. So hello from all of our listeners. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, let's talk about what do judges look for for from a performance of a band? So you're, you're in there with the clipboard, band standing in front of you. What are you looking for from that band? From my experience, uh, number one, uh, sound. A balanced sound. Because that provides the platform for the playing. After that, you have to look at the technical side, expression, mm-hmm. uh, the tempo, the momentum, the impact. Right. Quite often, bands have lost the competition after the first part. Right, I see. Because they've no impact. Impact, you mean like giving like a good first impression, that kind of thing? Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's that sort of, we believe what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're in control of what we're doing. Hitting the line with a bit of oomph. Yes. Yeah. Instead of coming to the line and apologising for being there. <laughs> yeah, I, playing your first set with a lot of confidence, I'm sure they'll stand for a lot. Yeah. Yeah, perk your ears up and make you listen more. And the bands that can sustain a performance... If they, if they start, assuming a band starts off well and creates that impact, mm-hmm. has that sound, has a good level of, of technique, if they can sustain it right through, mm-hmm. obviously they're going to have an advantage over a band that starts off and about halfway through starts to flag a bit. Yeah. Um, so it is so important to look at the quality of sound and on the piping front, have players really fully understand understood how to retain sound mm-hmm. all the way through the performance? All yeah. the way through the yeah. performance, yeah. and if maybe something goes slightly wrong, can they make a slight adjustment to mm. avoid the sound going off? Because yeah. once it starts to drift, what you find is players start to adjust to try and cope. Mm. But the thing is. They're all trying it at the same time, and it gets worse. Yeah, very um, often. It kind very of often. exaggerates the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So there are many other aspects that come into it. Um, <clears throat> judges are not supposed to really criticise the selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're supposed to concentrate on what they're hearing. Yeah. And uh, how it's being played. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, from my experience, that. Um, that hasn't always happened Yeah. in the teams that I've worked in. I see. Because there have been times I've left the circle at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, not all that happy. Right, I see. Well, with this rule that they have, we've seen it at this year's World Championships, for instance, and judges were comparing, and not comparing, they were chatting with each other after each performance. What do you think of that rule? Do you think that should be happening? It's been a bit, you know, people are agreeing and disagreeing. I'm on record as saying that uh, if you're selected as an adjudicator, it should be because A, you've got the appropriate qualifications and B, mm-hmm. you've proved you can do it. Yeah. And otherwise, forget about consensus because uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. music is something where difference of opinion uh, will always exist. Yeah. Um, 
However, that said, I would perhaps qualify that last statement a wee bit by saying vast differences in opinion shouldn't exist. Yeah, that's one thing we've been talking about on the show this year, in fact, where you had bands that maybe had a first in piping and then an 11th in piping. How did these huge differences happen? As you say, I don't think they should. I think somebody needs to go and get their hearing checked. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. So, Perhaps the man who was first. Well, there you go. Or maybe the guy with the 11th. It could be either way. That's the thing. Or the other way, yes. Yeah. So then, with our judging system the way it is, how can you become a judge? The education route over the past approximately, oh, I would say, eight to ten years, mm-hmm. has really improved. A lot of people have put a lot of time into um, looking at the syllabus for each level. Mm-hmm. And we now have, we, we first of all, the, the main training that's there for anybody who wants to do a piper or a drummer mm-hmm. is the SCQF syllabus. Yes. And that takes you through to level six and the drumming, level eight and the piping. Mm-hmm. After that, anybody who's thinking of going on a bit further, maybe becoming a pipe major or somebody who's perhaps in a teaching position and feels they want a little bit more understanding of the music and the theory side of it and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. PBM1, PBM2 are now in place. And those two levels really replaced what was the old advanced uh, certificate. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get the P- PBM2, if you're mad enough... <laughs> And want to become an adjudicator, <laughs> you can then apply and uh, inform RSPBA about all the, the wonderful qualifications you've got. Mm-hmm. And then if you're selected uh, to go forward for training, you go forward for training. And that'll take roughly about two years because there's the um, theory side of it done in three or four sessions, mm-hmm. uh, mainly that. And then there's the practical side, 12 uh, competitions you have to, or 12 grades you have to judge, and you're assessed on that, and then a decision taken on whether you're accepted as an adjudicator or not. I see, yeah. However, and it's a big however, mm-hmm. it's something I don't like. Oh. In the last few years, an element has uh, crept into the criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elite achiever. Yes. Is now considered as well. I see. So if you're an ultra high achiever in grade one or even grade two, you're considered for the yeah. judging program. Yeah, you could be a pipe major of one of those grades mm-hmm. and a band or leading drummer and be considered by someone as an elite I see. achiever. Yeah. Well, I've seen many elite people in my time in education. Mm hmm. Mostly elite rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Because usually, as we know, in the uh, in the band scene, a pipe major depends on a team. Oh yeah, no doubt. Lead and drummer will depend also on a team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if they're wise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. do you bring the whole team in, mm. or do you bring the one that had the stripes in his arm? Mm-hmm. I disagree with it. Utterly, because it comes down to a decision of two or three, mm-hmm. and it depends on those two or three and their decision, and what might their motives be. 
Yeah, that's been an interesting question. One, one of which that a lot of our listeners have asked, and I've been kind of reluctant to talk about it on the podcast, but I will. Uh, those who have financial things to gain, I think, uh, selling pipe band products and such, we do know that it's happened in the past with previous judges who've been selling pipe band products and such. Do you think that if anyone has kind of a, a business element involved, do you believe that they should or should not be involved in judging? I would be totally unequivocal. Absolutely not. They should not be selected as adjudicators. They should not be eligible. Mm-hmm. Because, in my opinion, while <clears throat> any piper, any drummer, will have a natural bias because of the experience in the band or bands that they've played in. Yeah, throughout their years of competing. I think bandsmen will accept that. But what they will not accept is someone who's also got an interest in the business or owns the business. Yeah. Now, people will not like that, but tough. They shouldn't be there. No, that's it. I think there's something that's been very strong that's coming through from our listeners, that if you are in a position to affect results, that business element could be an influence in that. And as you say, I don't think that the two should mix, you know. It comes down to one word, integrity. Anyone with integrity wouldn't put themselves into that position. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, do you think that our current judging system works? No. That that was quick. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't work at all, no. It's a merit system. Mm Mm-hmm. It's for mathematics, it's not for music. Yeah. If you think about it, the merit system, if you're first, mm-hmm. wonderful. If you're second, you're only a point behind. That's true, yeah. Only one mark off it. Yeah. There's no reward for standard. Mm. And music, music is something that will appeal to the emotion It'll have so many different appeals as we referred earlier. What are we looking for when we actually go out to listen to a pipe band? Yeah, yeah. And the same would apply if we were listening to an orchestra, to a brass band, whatever. Mm-hmm. Same would apply. Yeah. Does it create, does it generate that emotion? Does it have that impact? Yeah. Is the quality of technique, is it consistent, is it good? Mm-hmm. Well, there will be differences from whatever experience you've come. Yeah. But if you're carrying that along with an interest in a business... Yeah. No, certainly it leaves it open for a lot of abuse, I think, you know. I'm not claiming that there's anybody who would do that. No, 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 neither am I. I preface that too, but it is open to being, you know, criticised by members of the association who look at the results and think, "Mm, is that a result accurate? (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I would also say this. Who pays with their time? Mm. Who pays with effort? Who pays with their money? It's the, the piper yeah. and the drummer. That's it. They deserve better. Mm. They deserve a system that rewards their effort. All pipers and drummers deserve that. Mm-hmm. No, I'll definitely be angry, agree with you there. Um, so how do we fix it is the biggest question that I've found so difficult to answer. The whole time I've been looking at this judging problem or judging topic, 
is how do you get a system that works? How do you believe we can fix things? Well, it's a long story, really. But first of all, I would say to bandsmen, get off the fence. Hmm. Bands, make sure you're represented at your branch meeting, at your branch AGM, Mm -hmm. at the RSPBA AGM, because you have the vote in all of those places. Mm. Nobody else. No businessman. Nobody else. You have it. Now, for too long, I have to say, bandsmen have sat on the fence. Why? Very simple, because you think that maybe if they say something or take some action, that next week they'll not get the wee silver pot. That's the big fear. We're back to integrity again. Yeah. That, that's a huge fear, though, with bands. They're terrified to open their mouth. You know, because sure. the, moment, the moment they do, they're cut down. So anybody that uh, has a problem, hmm. they need to look in the mirror and they'll see what the problem is. That's it. If you want to affect change, the only way to do it is to go to these meetings where decisions are being done and try to affect that decision. So, as far as affecting any kind of change, probably the best bit of advice is if you are not happy with your system, go and talk about it at your association, wherever it may be, internationally or locally here in the UK. That's the only place where the rules and regulations can be changed, through your branch, through your AGM, through the RSPBA AGM. And who has the power? Eddie McVeigh always told us, mm-hmm. this is your parliament. You decide. Yeah. That's the bands he's talking about. No, he's quite right too. Yeah. So that's one thing I would want to get across on this judging podcast. As much as you may complain on your band hall, it's all well and good. And as much as you may complain to us on the Rab Show, that's all well and good. But take these conversations to these meetings and let your association know what your opinion is. Because, yeah... But there is always that fear that if you stick your head above the parapet, you're going to get whapped off at the next competition. <laughs> you know, but if enough heads... It's a natural fear. It's yeah. a natural fear, and I understand that bit of it. Yeah. Uh, but I never, I never actually agreed with anybody who did it. Well, if there's enough people saying the same thing, though, you know, clearly there's a problem. You know, and that, that's what I would say. If more than one band says that something's wrong, clearly there is something wrong. But even that, if one band says it, it's still a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be ignored. We have a great uh, hobby. Hmm. It's our culture. Yes. It's our heritage. If we don't stand up for it, those unscrupulous, hmm. selfish, motivated people will wreck it. Yeah. That's it. Stomp over it. Exactly. So I think words of wisdom. Winston, thank you very much for chatting to us. Uh, have you any parting words at all whenever we're talking about judging on podcast? Is there anything you would like listeners to take away with them? Not all adjudicators are scoundrels. There are some genuine folk. Yeah. The trouble is, they've been tarnished by a few. No, certainly. Yeah, I think that's another problem in itself too. Yeah. <laughs> I've been tarred with the same brush. Vincent, thank you so much for chatting to us on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much to Winston for taking the time to chat to us about this topic. 
Now, I have to stress, we have approached a lot of people on this, asking them to give us their views, and a lot of people have turned us down because of the sheer fear involved. If I was to talk to you and put something out there on the record answering big questions like what Winston just talked about, you know, essentially, I could be hauled over the coals and I'll never hold a clipboard again. Or I will never hold a set of pipes in the arena again. Stuff like that. People are simply terrified of the repercussions. Now, why is that? I don't know. That's possibly another argument for another show. Possibly one whenever we might address our pipe band associations. Their structure, how they're managed, how they're governed. A lot of you guys clearly are not happy about that either. As much as we're talking about how our judging goes, essentially how it all works... You guys are very not, you know, you've told us there clearly is an issue there. But as much as we're talking about judging in the same breath, you're all talking about the associations. Now, as Winston has said there in his interview, if you're not happy with it, go and affect change. Talk about it in your band halls, not just, you know, chatting, rumour and all that sort of stuff, but actually sit down, decide among yourselves you know, we need to affect change here. All of us aren't happy with the way judging are going. We need to affect change. Then you can either use ourselves here in the Rab Show as a sounding post like you have been doing for this episode and we can bring this topic of judging to everyone in the piping world. Now, yeah, I would urge you, if you are upset about judging at all, then definitely talk it out with your bandmates. Talk it out with your fellow pipe band people. And yeah, if you do come to a conclusion, then who knows, possibly take that step and talk about it with your association. And I have to say, our association are very easy to get a hold of. It's very simple. RSPBA headquarters in Scotland and Glasgow has a telephone number. You can lift the phone at any time and talk to the guys in the office. They can answer any amount of questions. They have helped us out before in the Rab Show answering tons of questions of stuff that we have for them. And they've been very, very helpful. Now, I have to say, with talking about this topic on judging, I have to say this. I am not saying for one moment that, yeah, our judging problem is a result of every judge in that ring. I have to say that my experience in the pipe band world, especially in the competitive scene, is I have not had a bad judge. Every single judge that I have played for has given me an appropriate critique sheet with something to work on and a a reason why we might have failed that weekend. And also, as far as any tales of being biased or trying to pin your band down because you didn't do something that they wanted you to do tune-wise and stuff like that, That has never happened to me. However, it appears to be getting worse. The reports were coming through last season. Whenever we started the Rab Show podcast, this was something that you guys did suggest as a topic of the week. But we never really got there. We kind of flew under the radar. But as this season kicked off in 2018, boy oh boy did it raise its head. And as soon as we even mentioned that we may talk about it on the podcast... Then the emails started coming. They came in in their droves. Now, I'm not exaggerating. Especially during World's Week, we honestly received between 50 and 60 emails. Something between 50 and 60, something like that. 
I have it in my show notes here. Between 50 and 60 emails all based on judging. You guys were talking all about judging panel, how the bands should be looked at and how the judges will be looking at them and how you can predict the winners based on the judging panel. And all of this kind of conspiracy theory type stuff. Now, as I said, it is all theory. It's all conspiracy theory. There sometimes, in a lot of cases, it's very hard to back up. There's little in the way of evidence. And one thing that I need to suggest to all of you is that it's not every judge with a clipboard. There are those judges in there with impeccable (laughs) credentials. Those guys who really know their stuff and that we should respect in the piping world. Their opinion does matter. Our judges are essentially trying to help the medium. They're trying to tell us, yeah, you guys are sounding good, bad, terrible. Here's what you can do to fix it. Our judges essentially are placing us in order of preference based on the best to the worst. And yeah, they're trying to gauge it in a certain way that the guys here are placing bottom of the table, that they're giving them enough critique on the sheets in order to improve. Now, that's the way I should look at this. The way you should look at this too. When a judge hands you hands you the sheets at the end of every competition, that sheet should be taken to your band hall and should be looked at and addressed. I know a lot of bands who take their critique sheets and they get crumpled up, stuffed in the sparn, and they're maybe not looked at again. I would urge you, a lot of judges out there are not the bad apples. Granted, there may well be bad apples in the bunch. But as to who they are, what they are, no idea. And that's the thing. (laughs) You know, one week a judge can put a band first and that makes him a good apple. The next week the same judge can put a band last and oh, suddenly he's a bad apple. Everyone has a bad performance, you know, and the judge has to judge you on that performance. So if you have a bad week and you come last, then it's not the judge's fault. You know what I mean? So I would stress that as well. You know, base it on your own performance. If you went in there and played terrible, did you really deserve to win it? Is it all the judge's fault? Mm. That's food for thought. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway. Now, we will wrap up our judging topic for this podcast. I have to stress, again, that these are views that are given to us by you guys. I have been poring over these show notes now for what appears to be like weeks. I have been trying my best to put it out there in as clear and concise a language as possible that you guys can understand what our problem is and also how we can propose to fix things. The best way to fix it is, like I've said, go to your meeting. Just like Winston had said in his interview, if you have a problem and you would like to address it, then get off your butt and go to your AG, your association's AGM. That's how to fix these things. Otherwise, you're just blowing hot air. You're complaining to everybody around you, arms flapping and not actually doing anything. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm (laughs) being preachy or whatever, but I would like to just, yeah, give you that recommendation and leave it with you. Well, what you decide to do with it is up to you. It's up to your band, it's up to your band's people, your supporters and everybody around you. It is the game we play. It is competitive art. Like I said at the very beginning, one man's Picasso is another man's uh, beer mat. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. For me, 
I have my own personal opinions on band performances and I bring them here to the podcast and that opens me up for ridicule. <laughs> I have spoke before about how I love certain bands whereas you guys would mail me in and say what are you talking about them for they're you know they're shocking whereas I can say that yeah I really like their music I enjoy their performance do you know what I mean I enjoy music of some bands that some people don't and vice versa you guys love bands out there that I think are mm, kind of sketchy so I don't know it's one of those things the pipe band world is subjective you're not going to be able to please everyone but This past season has been very clear that there is a massive problem with judging. And I hope we have managed to bring it into the conversation here on the Rab Show podcast. Now, I have to say, if you have any commentary at all on our judging podcast this week, please email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you on this topic because we will no doubt be coming at about judging Part two. We will have to do a part two because it is, frankly, too big a topic area. I am very sure for a lot of people, we haven't tackled a lot of things and we've only just kind of reached the tip of the iceberg. But you know what? That tip of the iceberg was tough to get to. (laughs) So give us some time. We will get to the rest of it. There are lots of other topics all around judging that you guys want to talk about. And I believe me, I have it all. Yeah, where's my script that? Come here. Hi. There it is. So, see, I'm doing visual things on the radio. I have a massive list. There's like four sheets of A4 paper here, all full, full of stuff, all about judging. And I will get to it. <laughs> all right. Before I go, I have to say the Big Rab Show live is just around the corner. You guys have actually been really interested in this. And yeah, episode 100 of the podcast is just around the corner. If you aren't aware of it at all, Go on to our Facebook page, The Big Rab Show on Facebook. We've been talking about it now for the best part of a couple of weeks now. The Big Rab Show Live will be coming November 3rd. We have some acts already confirmed with ourselves. We are in the process of hopefully booking some more. So as we get them booked and confirmed, we will announce them on our Facebook page so you guys know what's in store for episode 100, plus a few surprises as well. Now... Tickets for the Big Rab Show podcast live will hopefully be released soon. So if you're living here in Northern Ireland or even abroad at all, if you would like to come and hear what happens in episode 100 before it's released, then that's the best way to go. Go grab your tickets for this amazing event and turn up and enjoy what, which will no doubt be an amazing night's crack. Do not worry, we will not talk about such a heavy topic on the night. We're not going to be talking about judging even though you guys might want to. Uh, But yeah, on the night, essentially, it'll be a big celebration. It'll be a big party reaching episode 100. I still can't believe it that we're even talking about triple figures when we're talking about our podcast episodes. We've been religiously doing this every single week now since we launched, and uh, you guys have been there with us all the way through. So, I hope, in fact, I really hope that we have not offended anyone in the production of this we are not pointing fingers we are not saying you know we have any hard evidence or any hard facts we are just simply putting out what the pipe band world has been telling us all news and views that we put out here on the rab show podcast has been put together 
from feedback from our listeners, especially in this episode. And I do preface this again by saying all views expressed on this are not that of our supporters, our Patreon supporters, or indeed our main sponsor, G1 Reads. This is all you guys. The guys who've mailed us in, this is all from you. So, if anyone wants to point a finger, don't point it at us at The Rab Show or that of our supporters. Point it to the pipe band world because this is what people are talking about. <laughs> I can just see the social media headlines now as this episode drops. <gasps> Big Rab Show in judging controversy. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, uh, cool. Do you know what I mean? But what I want to do is uh, start the conversation. A while ago, when we first done a specialist episode, our very first specialist episode actually here in the podcast, we talked about uh, piping and drumming and disability. And that started a huge conversation with our association and with you guys, the piping audience. And actually what we have found is that a lot of people who would class themselves as being differently abled are now involved in piping and drumming. I don't know if that's as a direct result, but at least we've started the conversation. You know what I mean? So that's what we want to do here on the podcast. Right now, we want to approach the topic about judging. We want to dispel the fear about talking about it. Because it's happening. You guys are very vocal saying that there's a problem. But yet you're terrified to go and raise your head at an AGM. So with that in mind, we hope we haven't alienated all of our audience. We hope that you guys are with us on this that it's a problem and that we need to talk about it as for any possible solution that's up to you you guys are the piping folk you are the ones who are involved in your competitive ways if there is a ways and means of fixing things then it's up to the membership of any respective association regardless of where you live internationally it's up to you guys to affect the change all we can do is just start the conversation Right, that's enough of me jumping on this landmine and waiting for it to blow up, because in fact, I think it has blown up. And I'm just waiting. I am waiting on the emails coming in now. As soon as I upload this episode, it's going to start. Get your emails into us, folks. We want to hear from you. Show at gmail.com. Get them into us. This has possibly been one of the most controversial episodes we're ever going to do, and we have a part two to come. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, uh, yeah, get your thoughts into us, email us in, and if you are out there and you would like to speak to us about judging, then either get your voicemail into us, you can record a simple clip on your phone, email it into us, bigrabshow@gmail.com. or in fact, if you do live locally here in Northern Ireland and you do want to talk to us about judging, then yeah, we would love to hear from you. As I've said, tons of people have turned us down we have approached and approached and approached and no one wants to talk about it. And apart from that one successful interview I managed to grab there with Winston Pollock. Uh, so thank you to Winston again uh, for letting us hear his views on the whole topic. It was very interesting. Uh, if anything, I would love to talk to some judges who are involved in our current system and actually are out there actively judging right now. I want to hear from you guys. So there you go. If you know a judge out there or anyone who's involved in the whole competitive scene, judging-wise, and you think they could come and talk to us on the podcast and maybe dispel some of the rumours or even help quell some of this anger, then please get in contact with us. We want to hear from you. All right. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you haven't already, please do go along to iTunes, uh, Stitcher, 
Uh, SoundCloud? No, I'm not on SoundCloud yet. Uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Spotify, Podbean. We're all over the place. And click that subscribe button. With each and every episode gets uploaded, then, yeah, you'll get a notification saying, bing, they've uploaded another one. And, yeah, don't forget to rate comment and all that sort of stuff it really does help us a great deal with as far as visibility goes and yeah we'll help introduce more and more people to our amazing music and our wonderful piping world as flawed as it may be um, <laughs> and yeah the more people we can bring to our amusing music the better grand until next time guys i'll see you right here in the rab show podcast well that's it for another big rab show podcast thanks so much to our sponsors g1 roots Played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Verarian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>